to a father's yearning. And welcome to episode 277 of Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine of Hine News. Thank you for stopping by. Welcome to 2018. Hopefully everybody had a good slide into into the new year, as we say here in Germany. Sliding into the new year um, was a nice, pleasant uh, occasion here uh, at Hotel Hine News, as I like to call it here. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited tomorrow heading out of town, uh, to head to Barcelona to catch the first of the four legs of the Adidas Next Generation Tournament in Hospitalet. So that'll be cool. And, um, yeah, it'd be nice to be out on the road, check out some, uh, you know, these are this is the 2000 generation. So a lot of these guys are going to be. Uh, looking at uh, maybe trying to qualify for the Under-19 World Cup, uh, which is obviously uh, a big deal at the Under-18s this summer. You know, the uh, mainly European, but there's also some other internationals, Senegal, uh, Africans, and also uh, from from various locations uh, in, uh, around the world. So that'd be pretty cool to, to, to check out some of the talent here. Uh, there's also the um, Albert Schweitzer coming up uh, uh, in March in, in Mannheim, Germany. It's also a 2000 tournament. So it's a port, sort of the start of the under-18 circuit for me. So I'm pretty excited. And uh, obviously just, you know, getting out and seeing, seeing, seeing talent, seeing players seeing you know friends in the game that i've you know met over the years and so i'm really happy about that i guess um before we go too much further let's let you know how you can get in contact with the show if you want to reach out to me probably the easiest way is on twitter is at high news h-e-i-n-n-e-w-s the email address is high news at gmx.de high news.com is the website you can go and join us in the Facebook group. Just go into put in the search bar "Taking the Charge Podcast," and you will find us there. You can rate and review the show on iTunes. You can become a supporter of Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash Taking the Charge. Thank you for to everybody who's done that. It's been uh, it's just. Uh, just fantastic to know there's people out there willing to, to, to spend their hard-earned money on what I'm doing here. And so thank you to all of those people. Again, patreon.com slash taking the charge. Um, I guess let's I guess let's start with the since we're uh, you know since I'm heading out there tomorrow and and let's start with the Adidas Next Generation Tournament, Hospitalet. Uh, Asvel, uh, the French club uh, owned by Tony Parker. Uh, you know, they actually have a reigning champion among their ranks. Uh, Teo Maladon has gone over to, to to Asvel, and he'll definitely be one of the leaders of this team, even though he's a year younger, 2001. But he'll definitely be one of the leaders of this team. Um, probably the other big, big guy for them will be uh, Malcolm... Uh, Cazalone also 2001. Uh, kind of interesting to see what uh, Elijah Howard can do. Uh, although kind of reports out there is that he's not quite the the status of his brother Jalen Howard, but still will be um, should be good to see. 
Um, you look at the Hovintut Badalona, you know, Joel Parra, still there. <laughs> um, Joel Parra probably be a big part of that team. Pedro, Pedro Barros. Uh, they also have uh, Artur Sagas, the uh, small, uh, diminutive point guard from Latvia. Very looking, very much looking forward to see what he can do. Uh, and uh, they also have a uh, uh, a Dutch big guy, Oliver Bieser, whose uh, older brother plays. Uh, uh, has played at the Adidas Next Generation tournament as well, so should be um, should be a uh, interesting to see him. My favorites uh, for the title here, Barcelona. Um, you just you know you look at that that axis, if you will, of Luka Samanić, Nikola Zizic still around. Uh, actually, the only remaining uh, player from there from Barcelona's title in 2016, uh, Tom uh, Digbuer. Uh, but you also have, you know, Pavel Titic, uh, Borja Fernandez, Eric Hall's a serviceable big man. Dave, David Font is a, uh, is a is a shooter and not so wild. Uh, wasn't so wild in his shot selection and, and shot choice uh, at the recent uh, tournament uh, in Tenerife. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, never know. Uh, and uh, there's also uh, Sergio Quintana liked a little bit what he did, so it should be a uh, should be fun. I think they are the favorite. Uh, I think uh, a good team is going to be also uh, Herbalife Grand Canaria. You know they had a couple of nice players last year, and uh, they're loaded. I you know I think everybody almost you know almost everybody's back. I, I really enjoy watching uh, the Montenegrin uh, Jovan. Klajic, who was uh, played for Montenegro at the Under-16 European Championship and carried them to the title game. He's back. Uh, he's still a year younger, so he'll be that much more. Um, he'll have, he'll have uh, uh, earned that much more uh, experience and, and, and confidence. You know, they have the, their, their Senegalese duo of uh, Byron Fay and Bakabarfam. Um, I don't know Khalifa Diop, uh, but they're listing him as a 208, uh, 2002 born from Senegal. So he's probably a pretty athletic big guy. Uh, and <laughs> uh, even bigger is uh, Alexander Belsorowski, the uh, big Polish kid who, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what he can do. He was just making his way back, had just really gotten back from injuries, and so he's... You know he's going to be. He's already debuted in the Euro Cup and uh, also was uh, one of the nominees. Made it to the 17-man nominee list for the Polish senior national team at uh, 17 uh, for the uh, FIBA Windows FIBA World Cup Basketball World Cup qualifiers. Uh, so yeah, I, this uh, this team could be uh, this team could be pretty good. Really looking forward to the seeing seeing what they can do. Uh, let's see if I can grab that here. Um, moving on. Actually, let's just see the groups really quick. Yeah, so it looks like uh, Badalona and Gran Canaria are in the same group. And then uh, Barcelona is on the other side along with Asvel. Uh, new this year in, in Hospitalet is that the, the finalists, only the finalists, 
uh, only the top team will go to the final. There's no semifinals in uh, Hospitalet this year. Last year was the last time um, that they played the semifinals. They were the only team that uh, they only in the tournament where there was semifinals. Uh, a debutante in this year's uh, competition is Prometheus Patras, a Greek team. Uh, don't know too much about this organization. They're about three or four years into their uh, into this program. Um, I was told the, their main player is going to be Dimitri, uh, Dimitrios Karas, Karaiskos, uh, but I do know that uh, Angelos Konomatikos was a highly regarded uh, youngster. He's a year younger, 2001, uh, who was um, who was really looking to probably be a major part of the Greek team at the under-16 European Championship Division B, but uh, I believe he broke his leg, if I'm not mistaken. I know there was a major injury before and couldn't go, but, um, you know, that's a Greek team that uh, ended up winning that, uh, uh, going to the, getting promotion to the Division A. So, Hospitalet, uh, you know, there's, there's not... Uh, you know this host team. You know they've been able to make some, some inroads lately a, a little bit. Their main guy will be uh, Jared Solo, um, and I guess you can guess a little, get a little bit from Adrian Rodriguez. But they're just—I don't think that they're going to have a very good chance of doing much in this tournament. Uh, and you know, the fact that they. Are in the in that in the bracket along with uh, Badalona and Grand Canary. I don't see them. Uh, there's no way they're going to make it to the uh, to the final. And since there's no final four, since there's no semifinals this year, I see them playing three games and that's it. Uh, the Italians, Vitros Bologna. Um, don't know the Italian generation that well. Uh, it looks like though that uh, probably their top player will be uh, Lorenzo Derry and Matteo Nicolo, uh, Nicoli is another guy. There's also Estonian. Uh, Estonian is uh, Mirk Yaratom, who has uh, some bloodlines, some bloodlines uh, with uh, Estonian national team players, father and brother. And... Uh, yeah, so that's again that's team that I don't know too well. Uh, we'll see. They did win the uh, under eighteen championship last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, they won. They were they were the under eighteen champions last year. Don't know how many of those guys were from the two thousand generation, uh, but is that is at least the club that did reach the uh, that won the U eighteen title last year. Uh, last team uh, in this in this uh, grouping is uh, Unicaja. Who uh, some others are saying you know could be pretty high, uh, pretty good high high regarded team. Of course, them not having uh, Adbalea So, who's been in a couple tournaments, gonna hurt them. Uh, they do have Jesus uh, Calero, uh, who I'm kind of interested in, in seeing, and uh, and then uh, they let's see, Luis Ibanez, I think. There's another guy who I think was there last year, uh, Morgan Stilma, Dutch Dutch big guy, has uh, some decent moves around the basket, um, and just is a pretty hard nosed kid. And uh, and then I mean, there'll be a little bit of st st 
star name potential, if you will, with uh, Alessandro Scalario, the son of head coach uh, Sergio Scalario and um, Tomas Tomas uh, Wachowski, who is the son of Ruben Tovolowski, the um, Argentinian slash Polish uh, national team player. So. Yeah, that's a rundown. Uh, be able to, to kind of talk a little bit more about these guys next week. Um, but looking forward to it. Should be a good tournament. And uh, so I think that's that's it. Um, move on to the interview of the week. Uh, last week, like I mentioned, uh, we had Noxious for Life. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was that was really a fun interview. And I and, uh, enjoyed talking to him. It's a pretty fascinating subject. And. So that was, you know, that was a lot more, you know, close, you know, really hardcore basketball. Let, let's let's take it. Let's take a big step back in the whole esports thing, and and uh, and that's where this conversation comes in. There's actually a uh, uh, for people who have listened to the podcast. Uh, this is a guy who's been on the show a couple times, um, and actually he was the very first guest. Uh, on on the on the first podcast, well, when he was the 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 CEO commissioner of the German basketball league BBL, uh, that's Jan Palmer. Jan Palmer is uh, now, I guess I think it was three or four years now uh, out, two or three years for something like that, two or three years maybe out of the out of the BBL, and he's been bouncing around a little bit. And now he's uh, landed with esports, and he is the. He's the director of team and federation relations. The director of team and federation relations for ESL Electronic Sports Leagues, uh, Electronic Sports League ESL, and um, yeah, we just go and, and just go into a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of ESL and and uh, you know talk uh, talk about the future, talk about how it got built up and stuff like that. So. With no further ado, here is my talk, my chat with uh, Jan Palmer, Director of Team and Relation Federations with ESL. Enjoy, and we will catch you on the other side. All right, so on the show this week, a uh, another returning guest, uh, the Director of Team and Federation Relations with the ESL, the, uh, the largest uh, electronic sports league. Jan Palmer. Jan, thanks for uh, coming back onto the show. It's a pleasure. Sentimental journey into the past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this is your fourth time on the show. And believe it or not, you were actually our first guest. Wow. Well, I didn't know. I'm, I'm honored. I'm proud. <laughs> I didn't even realize until I was finding out how many times you had been on. And, and you were the first person you had on. Um, and I, I think it was even to kind of... Uh, talk about sort of financial fair play <laughs> way back ah, in 2013. Okay. So, I didn't, so I didn't ruin the show, but uh, somehow supported uh, this, 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 great, this great sports show you're, you're hosting there. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, so now you're on to, and this is actually then the first time I've ever had anybody on in a new field. And uh, um, I have to I have to say, you know, I I had heard a little bit about esports, and I had, um, you know, I, I had a feeling it was getting big, but 
uh, just doing some of the research for this interview, uh, you realize just how enormous uh, this this sport is uh, has become already, and the potential uh, that it has uh, for you know even more uh, enormous growth in the future. Um, yeah. Let's first start off with I believe the beginning of the the year in January 2017. You you started with ESL. Um, you had been away from the the German BBL. You had been the the CEO for um, I guess about ten years. Um, maybe just a quick rundown yeah. of 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 what you did between um, between the BBL and what guided you into the world of esports. Yeah, well, uh, after <clears throat> after leaving the, the the German basketball league, it was actually a uh, sales. That, let's put it like this: I was the sales director of the of the German National Olympic Committee, uh, which is called DOSB, Deutsche Olympische Sportbund. And I was there for for nearly a year, but it I I I didn't like it that much. I'm not I'm not criticizing anybody or anything, but uh, it just wasn't my 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 cup of tea. It's a very robust organization and. Um, well, to bring bring change into it wasn't uh, well. I, well I, I I couldn't achieve what I what I had in mind. So this is why I left. And um, then, uh, of course, you ask yourself, what do you do next? And uh, I I could spend some time off, which was great. First time in yeah in my whole professional life uh, to have a more, more than two weeks off in a row. And uh, I, I I actually met the CEO of, um, um, of of our company, of, of ESL, the founder and CEO, and he, he told me how, how big this is, just like like you mentioned, it's enormous. And I saw the I saw the potential and he actually said we need we need guys like you. Uh, we need people that are experienced in the sports industry, that know their ways with federations and sports clubs and 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 the like and that have a, have a feeling for for classical structures because you can't just copy paste everything that's that's done in in classical sport and and, and do it exactly the same way in in e-sport but you can you can learn a lot and that's what yeah that yeah and then i visited a couple of of the events and i was i was shocked positively shocked uh to see how, how how big that is and how much thrill and entertainment uh, uh, esport has to offer, yeah, it's it's, it's really it's, it's it's a great industry, and it's it's really growing fast. For someone who's never been there to to an esports event, including myself, I've been sort of meaning to to get there there, um, but just haven't been able to do it yet. I know that that Frankfurt is one of the uh, one of the cities in Germany that, that uh, at least that's what my understanding is that that hosts a lot of uh, esports events. What what kind of atmosphere is it? Um, well, uh, first of all, esports is actually playing competitive competitively computer or video games on a on a mobile device or on a computer or uh, on, on a laptop, whatever. That's that's what esports is. And there are some some games that are shooters like Counter Strike, where you are, you have terrorists and counter terrorists, and then you have strategy games like League of Legends and, and other games that are uh, actually leading you into um, 
fantasy world uh, right you're you're competing against uh, against others or have to achieve certain 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 goals and the atmosphere is actually um of those big e-sport events that we are hosting all over the world is actually like the the, the flair is like in in a classical sports uh, entertainment show like in, in handball or or tennis or or basketball people people support their team they wear uh, jerseys of the of the team they support they they cheer and the and the the, the, the players are brought into the arena like like gladiators and in the end you have uh, confetti raining from from the ceiling and you have a, a trophy to lift and and a, a big light show and music and stuff it's, it's it's pretty much like a like a sport event with a with a uh, astonishing uh, difference that you don't see anybody in, in short trousers just uh, uh, running up and down and and then sweating and so on or moving a ball or whatever but that you basically see like five on five you see people sitting in front of their uh, computers playing video games and it's 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 uh, brought onto big big TV screens and there you can you can watch it. So the first the f- for for somebody who's not familiar with that, it's 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 a it's a it's a shock because you you actually can't believe that people pay. Oh, it was hard for me to believe that, that people actually pay a substantial uh, entrance fee to see people play uh, Counter Strike or League of Legends or Dota 2 or whatever game we. We, we, we play there and it's just uh, it's just five on five and uh, 15,000 people watching or even more it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's 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 astonishing for somebody who's like who's in in his uh, in his 40s like myself <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, it, when you think about it, it's like you know, you know, you bring, uh, you know, you bring four of your friends, and and I bring four of my friends to you know our you know our individual places, and we you know we charge you know x number of euros to come into our place, and and the crowd watches us play each other on a computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is this is what happens, and it happens. Of course, it happens online. That's what we do as well, where yeah. you can just. Where, where we have a matchmaking platform where you can meet people and play FIFA 18 or NBA 2K versus others or whatever game you're interested in or you're good at. Uh, but uh, in, in the end, in the, in the professional global top level, it's actually, it's actually um, yeah, it's a, it's a spectator sport. And people pay a lot of money and travel to, to places far away to see their, their heroes play. And it's watched by, by millions. We do an event in Katowice in Poland, and this year we had um, uh, on five on five event days we had 174,000 people watching. 174,000 people watching on site, and we had like 45 million live video streams. Uh, so this is more than. Trump's inauguration and more than NBA game game seven. It's really it's it, 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 it's crazy, but it, it, it's true. We can prove it. Um, you know, you've had a lot of you know, you've had a lot of thought processes. You know, during during your your time uh, with with the BBL, and and you know, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of time, you're also trying to think. 
like to fan and try to figure out, you know, how to maximize the fan experience and how that can help the um, the clubs, the league, you know, the German basketball in general. How how can you how how you know you've you've been at this for almost a year now? Have you come up with a with with a description uh, or an explanation why this? this fascination exists of, of going somewhere and watching somebody play a video game. I mean, watching it online, I guess you can, you know, I mean, it's really just watching, uh, uh, you know, somebody, somebody watch a game, you know, play a game, but they actually pay, you know, however much for a ticket to go to, you know, this big arena and watch, watch these guys play. Have you come up with an explanation why this, why this happens? Well, actually, it's the sport. It's a, a substantial part of the of the spare time of especially young people. Everybody does it. I mean, there might be still uh, a couple of young ladies uh, doing horseback riding. I don't know, but but mo- most of the most of yeah. the younger people, people like under thirty, this is part of their of their entertainment. This is part of what they what they do and what they like. And um, yeah, it's. Um, and of course, in the end, they would like to watch their their heroes. They would like to watch the people that really know their ways in 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 this. And um, yeah, this is this is why it's interesting. People would would like to learn how to play better, and this is what happens. But uh, to be honest with you, it, it's for, for me. It's still it's still <laughs> strange. Yeah. That people do it because yeah. I I don't I don't feel it myself I don't I, I don't feel compelled to to go there I don't feel it like like I know I would I have to watch the 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 the, the last playoff final in, in in German basketball Bundesliga I have to watch it it's it's it's, it's my hobby I, I I would miss it yeah? but this for me it's um uh, it's, it's it's from for my life for my entertainment life for my sports in people uh, for for a person being interested in sport. it's not it, it, it's not that relevant but I, I i see it among young people and there there are millions for in 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 germany there are like six million people that count themselves uh, amongst the e-sport enthusiasts being being players themselves on a amateur level probably but also be interested in, in, in watching others uh, others uh, play this. Uh, six million. Uh, would have loved to have six million really hardcore <laughs> fans in basketball. basketball. Um, director of team and federation relations. What does that mean? What 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 are you doing? Uh, we mentioned you mentioned before we started the show uh, political lobbying. Uh, Tell us kind of what you what you do on you know more or less a day in day out basis. Yeah, I'm trying to help the company, which is ESL, the, the, the biggest esport company, the, the biggest tournament organizer in the world, to, to to learn from classical sport how to how to structure competitions. What 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 can you what what, what can you do better to make make people uh, understand what 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 you're aiming at and what what is important and what is less important. Then I try to. Um, implement structures that uh, we know from 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 classical sports like um uh, like an anti-doping system compliance systems and so on and so forth this is just uh, the beginning yeah it's a it's an industry in its adolescence so 
uh, there's still a lot of lot, lot to learn and to copy from 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 classical sport. And then in the end, I'm the the translator of the company towards classical sports clubs, classical sports federations. I've been I've been speaking to Deutscher Fußballbund and uh, to Euroleague by by the way as well, and uh, to many others, and for, to the IOC. Uh, of, of course, uh, about how we could get involved and how they could assess esport and, and and so on. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the translator or the ambassador, however you would would like to put it. And this is what I do, which is which is really big fun. And it's a, it's a like you said, we're, we're it, 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 it's it's pretty pretty attractive, and uh, we are somehow sitting on a rocket. I think um, the. Biggest advancements that you've seen now in the year that you've been there, in esports in general. The biggest in, in invention. Advan advancements. Ah, uh, you mean from my from my daily daily work myself? Oh well. No, I think, no, um, no. I mean, no, I mean, uh, yeah, like the esports in general. How have they advanced the most in the past year that you've seen? Well, I, I, I think the whole industry is really, really growing extremely fast. There are zillions of, of, of people watching that, like 250 million people in, in the world interested, really very interested in eSport. The, the biggest advancement probably in terms of, of what, what I observe is that we will have a competition directly leading into the eSport competition, directly leading into the Olympic Games in Pyeongchang next year and next next winter in um, in Korea. So Intel Extreme Masters, which is uh, an event that we we host and in cooperation with uh, with Intel, will be will be hosted directly before the before the Olympic Games. And this is a huge sign uh, for for the whole sports movement. A huge sign for the for the Olympic movement that this e-sport phenomenon is becoming. Yeah, let, let, let's put it this way: it's becoming mainstream to a certain extent, huh? and it's embraced by by the classical sports world now. This is probably the best, the the, the biggest advancement. And, and where would you see right now is the biggest deficit? Um, well, it's still um, the. It, it's still my my CEO always says it's a rock and roll business, so there's still. Uh, there's there's still not 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 clear cut competitions uh, everywhere. We are trying to 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 develop this, but it's not everywhere. So it's it's it, to navigate through the system and find out what is important and what what's going on is from time to time difficult. So what what the classical sport world has too much probably at times huh? too too much rules and too much stability and every, everything is seems to be set in stone since. Uh, decades ago, this is this is what we are probably lacking from time to time. But this will—it's just a matter of time. This will develop. Um, actually, I believe it was just a couple couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I know it's definitely been within the past couple of months. Uh, the IOC recognized esports, almost, almost recognized it as a, as a, as a sport. I, I believe they said um, has the potential to be a sport, or I can't remember the exact. Uh, terminology um how important was that the ioc essentially recognizing esports as a sport um to the development of of esports 
Well, for the for the uh, I have I have to give a divided answer to this. Um, the, first of all, for the for, for the east for the people that are interested in esports, this doesn't matter very much because they, they do it. They're enjoying themselves. They're competing. Everything is fine. Uh, so they don't need outside assessment. For for us as the the industry leader and for the industry itself, it's of course important because to be um, acknowledged to a certain extent, to be um, uh, to to be embraced by by the the sports industry is important because we can we have better chances to 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 gain to gain sponsors like marketing partners like Mercedes Benz we've just won Mercedes Benz to to sponsor our biggest e- events and um, it's it's good to have um, um, more political uh, applause of, and, and another important step apart from what you just mentioned regarding the IOC was uh, that Chancellor Merkel visited and opened. Uh, uh, Gamescom, which is the, the biggest games fair in, in the world, uh, happened to, to take place in, in, in Cologne, and uh, she she opened it, uh, um, uh, and uh, at this at this time said it's a it's culturally important, it's economically important, and we understand that this is something that especially young people uh, really care about, and this was. Um, uh, very important before because beforehand uh, it sometimes had the you sometimes had the impression that it's a bit could could be seen as something a bit shady or or complicated or challenging or perhaps even dangerous to youngsters and so on and ha- having having said this uh, Chancellor Merkel did a uh, it, it was a it was a very important sign I think. I suppose the majority, um, a large majority, I would I would assume, uh, of the of the players of the esports uh, participants are young people, and, and and if you have numbers, great. You know, if not, it's, it's really not that crucial to the to the question. But as young people, you know, you, um, if you are part of a, a movement, a change, something different than, let's say, uh, the mass culture. And then that, let's call it a trend, becomes uh, an underground movement, becomes a trend, and goes into the mass market. Those original people no longer want to play it, do it, be part of it, because now it's a trendy and you know it has you know you mentioned Mercedes and you know all these big corporations the suits if you will come in and it's no longer trendy. Is there any danger that that this could take place? Well, um, I, I I see the point, but I, I'm I'm pretty convinced that this is not going to take place because what we see right now is that esports just really embrace those brands. For example, we have a brand you might know as a, as a sponsor, a regional partner here in Germany, which is Wüstenroth. They are selling finance products to younger people. And they have, for the first time, they've, <laughs> they've come across the fact that people are actively, those young people are actively contacting them, asking them, what do you do in Wüstenroth? Yeah, what's, your, what's, your, what, what's your business there? Yeah, t- tell us. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So right now the situation is that most of the of the esports enthusiasts seems to be uh, pretty 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 happy about uh, big brands and and big clubs and and the industry em- em- embracing embracing esports and regarding figures uh, you have something like six and a half million people 
in 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 Germany alone, and seventy five percent of them are male. So there are female players, although the majority is uh, is male, and eighty five percent of them are under forty. So it's pretty young. It's actually what every sport would sport like likes to be, or, <laughs> or, or striving for to to have have young people amongst them, and the. The average age of an e-sport enthusiast is 23, wow. and if you contrast with, uh, let's say, PGA, the the the, the average PGA uh, golf uh, spectator in TV is 62 years old, and the the average the average spectator in ID and ZDF is 61. So you see what a what a treasure we hold in our hands here. I saw that there was a, a new zoo study uh, I saw somewhere in February 2017 said worldwide there were 184 million esports enthusiasts this year uh, projected to grow to 345 million worldwide by 2019. Um, yeah. You know, with a certain amount of growth, I don't mean I don't mean to to, to to try to pick problems or try to find problems, but I know that one of your one of the things that you and and the leaders of this uh, of ESL and of esports in general are, are you know trying to figure out what possible problems might come about and how to make sure those problems don't don't happen. Um, you know, growing too fast is a problem that many businesses you know have have a problem dealing with. Um, you know, if you're talking of you know more than doubling your number of of participants, let's call them participants, uh, esports enthusiasts, within yep. within a year and a half, within two years, you know, there's a lot of issues that come along with that. You know, what kind of what 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 kind of how are you guys, you know, really working on dealing with the massive amount of growth? And now and now, you know, the more people figure you know find out about it, and that and that just you know that number. You know, right now is roughly estimated at three hundred, you know, for uh, three hundred and forty-five million. It might be five hundred million. Who knows? By two thousand nineteen, how are you guys going about making sure that that you're ready for the growth that that might be coming? Yeah. First of all, that that's a very good question. First of all, I think we are aware of this uh, of, of of this phenomenon, and we are we know that we take part of the responsibility in there. So we have we we have to see to to, to to the problems which are pro pretty obvious uh, you, you can cheat in eSport if you if, if you want to and we, we have like dozens dozens of people that are administrators or perhaps referees in the uh, classical sport world you would call them that are um, sorting this out they are uh, addressing people with problems and just throwing out them out of our competitions and we are doing a lot of education and uh, the, the publishers, the game publishers, do a lot of of education, and we try to tell people that it's important to uh, to have fair play in in the games, and that it's of course important to do other things as well. Like like like, it's not. But when I was when I was a, 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 a young when I was a child, my 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 parents often often told me go outside don't read all the time <laughs> so it's like it's like in every it's like in, in every culture and every generation we we have to be aware that it's not a good idea to be be sunken into your computer from from the moment you come back from school 
until the moment you have to go to bed. So this is something we have to educate, especially younger people, and we have to be aware of this. The other thing is basically business, and this is just the the normal startup startup uh, craziness that we have to see to. But it's 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 developing, and people like like me and others coming into the industry and trying to help a bit to to develop this this is, I, I think these these are good signs We're, I, I think we can manage although we will face a, a lot of a lot of problems along the way I think you said um, about 75 percent and you know about men uh, and uh, you know about 25 yeah. percent women um, and yeah. and that that 148 million Again, this was in February. The 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 study found, yeah. and you said six six million here in Germany. Um, when I until I you know until recently, I, I always kind of associated esports with uh, with Asia and, and South Korea, kind of in particular. Um, where yeah. would, where do you where are the hotbeds the the real real hotbeds of esports then? And and maybe well, it's, and it's and then Asia. maybe which other countries, yeah. you know, you see stepping up more and more. Well, um, the, the, um, the the cradle is, to a certain extent, Asia, that's right, especially Korea. Uh, I've, I've traveled to Korea now twice, and it's, it's crazy how, 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 um, uh, how visible eSport is in, 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 in daily life. Then the, the second thing, the biggest market is the U.S., and the third biggest is, is, is Europe. And I expect the, 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 the biggest growth, or we expect the biggest growth in in the, uh, in the in the markets, you can easily guess. Like in India, esport is growing extremely rapidly in India. It's extremely rapidly in in Brazil, and extremely rapidly in um, in China. Although in China, it's of course controlled, and some things are just not allowed or not support supported by by the government, and and some are uh, yeah um, really prohibited. So. Um, the, the moment this is um, the, 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 this tight grip is a bit loosened, um, the, the, the moment this moment China will be probably number one. Um, you know the, the 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 kicker kind of in this me wanting to to do um, a podcast on this was when I saw that Frankfurt uh, Fraport Skyliners, the basketball club here in Germany. Um, decided to come up with their own team to play in the uh, in the NBA 2K sport um, in the league, yeah. and um, that kind of just, just you know just spotted the idea to try to figure out you know who to who to talk to and, and how I wanted to go about doing it. You know, looking around, I see that there's a lot of clubs, professional clubs in, in Europe, sports clubs. You know, going and, and putting in, yeah. you know, esports Schalke, Manchester United, Panathinaikos, yeah. uh, and 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 some of them have football. You know, FIFA, the FIFA FIFA teams, but you know, almost all of them also have, you know, League of Legends and and all and all of these other games. Is there a sport? Is there a sport that has been more um, has been quicker to, you know, delve into this esports world uh, in terms of 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 of, uh, of founding uh, esports departments within the club. I mean, imagine it's probably football, soccer, 
Uh, but is, is I mean, is that true? Is there, is there is there anybody that's that's doing more than the other? I mean, basketball really. There's Fraport Skyliners. I saw Basconia has a has a team as well, but you know, not a, not a lot of other. Yeah. So, what would you say as far as, let's say, known professional sports clubs? Yeah, uh, the, the, as nearly always, the, um, the the first ones were. Uh, or the most aggressive ones were football clubs, soccer clubs, obviously. But the the most interesting approach right now for 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 me is what what the NBA does. The NBA has uh, created a, a an, an e NBA with uh, NBA 2K with uh, this 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 game uh, with uh, Take Two, and uh, they've involved seven, 17 of their 30 teams already. And they are assuming that the others will follow pretty pretty quickly. And what they try to do is is something I'm I'm really thrilled and I'm 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 really so curious how this will work out. But that they're actually trying to combine the the, the old let's say old or classical sport world with this uh, e-sport world. So they have they they are playing NBA 2K the game five versus five, which probably nobody has done before. <laughs> so. They and they are now um, uh, they are now searching searching for 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 players. They're having competitions to have uh, e-sport uh, e-sport uh, professional players for I know Atlanta Hawks or uh, Dallas Mavericks perhaps, and they will play each other in 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 a in a central location and uh, travel probably travel with the teams as well and uh, be part of the of, of, of integral part of the NBA teams. I'm really, I'm really very interested to see how this, how this works because normally you play NBA 2K, you know this, you play it one-on-one or you play it on your own. And now with this five, five versus five, and you don't play with, with other players. So you don't play LeBron or, or Dennis Schroeder or whatever, but you play on your own. So it's, it, it would be Dave Hine on the, on the court and, and, and Jan Pommer. Which is something that has never been done before. So this is this is going to be really really interesting how this works out. Um, just because probably the the broadcast the news the news broadcaster uh, that probably the majority of the people who listen to the show uh, probably understand. Let's say ESPN Sports Center. How soon do you think that the trading of one player? in the NBA E-League to another team would be a news item on this on sports center. You understand, well, you understand the uh, question, right? That yeah, that, I understand the question. This is, um, this is, uh, my, my answer is probably a bold one next year, next year already after the first season, after the first season. The so first in the off season, season, first season, the second yeah. season, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. If it if it works out the way I, I picture it, I'm pretty sure after the after the first season next year. Do you have, Do you know any idea like what what um, I don't know how, what's what's the what's the unit of calculation that you use as far as viewership? Um, is it is it? I mean, because you first of all you have you. Yeah. Just, just views of, of watching it on online. Then, I mean, you have you have the tickets that you come, but uh, just um, just regular viewers. Then, number of of computers on to, on a on a game at a time. Then, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of course, there's uh, some of them are on linear TV. We had it on on ProSieben, and we had it on ESPN and other uh, the the BBC and. So there's linear TV as well, and there you can just calculate it like you do it classically. Okay. Do you have any idea what right now NBA and and their main their main partners take two, correct? Yeah. Okay. The do game you, publisher. Do you have Do you have any idea what they're calculating as far as uh, view expected viewers to start the season? Well, actually, I tried to find out because I spoke to Brendan Donahue, who's a great guy, and he's the one he's the one in charge within the NBA organization. But I understand him completely. They are playing their, their cards very close to their chest. <laughs> They're saying, okay, this is an exploratory season, not with all the teams, but just with 17 of the teams. So we are not, not sharing any, any any numbers of what we expect uh, and what, what we are aiming at. But... Um, I'm 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 pretty sure they will have done it internally, and I'm I'm pretty sure they will be successful. Okay, and 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 you're pretty certain that there'll be 30 teams. I mean, I've seen right now also 17 teams. You're pretty certain that by the time May comes around next year, that it'll be all 30 teams. Um, I would expect this. I'm 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 not sure, but I'm 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 pretty sure that this will happen at least in the next like like two years because it's you're addressing young people. You're addressing the digital natives. You're you're opening up new new target groups. Perhaps huh? you can do it globally in a very easy, very easy way, and it's um, it's it's not as costly as as of of course it's it's not as expensive as as uh, having an NBA team with actual players because you need just young people and they probably get a couple of thousand bucks. Uh, for for the time being, will grow, but for the time being, this is potentially what they get for for a month monthly salary. So uh, you can get a quite broad reach for uh, reasonable money. Um, I, with any sporting activity, let's call it there's a there's a betting world, um, and really just just really just click a couple of clicks. That's all I really looked at, but. You know, you can bet esports cricket, esports handball, esports hockey, uh, esports wrestling, Mortal Kombat, um, uh, the King of Fighters, anything, Call of Duty. Um, mm. Is is there any sort of? Um, I don't even know what to. I guess in general, thoughts about uh, uh, about the the esports betting industry that has already started and probably. Will only start to pick up more when you know when when these betting companies start seeing that you know more masses of people get into it. Yeah, um, betting esports is already big and it will be gigantic. I'm absolutely convinced because uh, what what the, the one of the challenges for betting companies is that they have already found their customers. Mm -hmm. So if they want to gain new customers, they are basically trying to chase them. Uh, away from the others, uh, trying to rob them from a from a competitor, yeah. which is costly and and not always successful. But with those those younger people uh, interested in esport, I mean they're they're brand new to the to to the whole scenery of of, of betting. So I'm 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 absolutely convinced that this is going to be big, and the predictions for the for the legal 
for the legal e-sport betting market globally, they are for, for 2020. There's something like 10 to 15 billion dollars a year. Uh, and knowing this, that there's always a, a gray market uh, around betting, you can you can really count on how how, how much money will, will will be in the system. So this is going to be really really huge. And this is something we have to be aware of as well, because the, the more money, uh, the, the more money is in the system, the more money, betting money is in the system, the the, the, the more dangerous there are. So you have to be aware of, of anti-cheat and uh, you have to work with sport radar to find out whether there are some, some clumsy things going on and whether, yeah. uh, and this is, this is something we are already address because uh, in an industry that is not as educated, uh, the, the the danger um, is probably potentially even higher than in classical sports, um, yeah. where it's already huge. Yeah. Uh, money everywhere. Um, you're able to, you know, wherever you know you want to watch, uh, you know, your heroes play. You know, League League of Legends. You know, you 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 know, if you are a sport esports enthusiast, you know where to do it. Uh, any grand scheme of having a, an esports TV? Well, there is actually there's Twitch, <laughs> which is the YouTube of um, YouTube of gamers. So there is a, a for 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 the enthusiast, <laughs> there is already something they would probably call esports TV. So this is where you can create your own channel. We could do it like like in in, in five minutes, create our own channel and. And display what we do in our in our living room, and um, then then you can have the, the opportunity to chat there, and you can see it all. So this is already existing, and this is one of the um, yeah of the homes of the of the or probably the digital home of the industry, Twitch. Um, sorry for the, for those who who know Twitch and and uh, say Dave, come on, it's Twitch, don't you know that? Um, We've talked about the biggest advancements, biggest deficits. Um, maybe to kind of close it all off, uh, you know, the next steps. You know, just to, I, I don't know. I, I know you've kind of kind of mentioned a couple of them more or less, uh, but really just kind of formulate them all. Just uh, you know, next steps in 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 this industry. Well. Um... I, I, I think we will see bigger tournaments. We will see it close to the Olympics pretty soon. We will um, have a clearer view on, on the competition systems. We in ESL, we are trying to create this already for, for our competitions. But we see we will see more clarity in the whole, in the whole system pretty, pretty soon because this is what, 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 what people like. That people want, would like to know what, what's going on. We will see more games coming into the system, and we will uh, see the rise and the fall also of of, uh, of games that will be popular extremely fast. One of the games that is played now by by literally hundreds of millions of people is um, Players Unknown Battleground PUBG, and it's been it's been on the it's it's been on air since I don't know March, I think. And now it's 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 the the hottest shit, and, and there's one one game that actually copies uh, PUBG that's called Fortnite, and this is growing extremely fast. And you will see, on the other hand, you will see other other games that will 
not be as interesting anymore uh, than they were. So this is, um, yeah, that's probably one of the one of the differences. Uh, basketball is here to stay, and 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 soccer is too, of course. But um, uh, th- those games they change. Um, but you don't have a guarantee that uh, Counter Strike or Dota 2 or you name it, League of Legends, whatever, um, StarCraft, that this is um, that this is going to be uh, around for 20 more years. You just don't know. We we kind of started that you know you you know you were kind of describing how you know coming into this world and where you see all these games and you're, and it's, it's not necessarily your world. Have have you taken uh, to any of the games? I mean, obviously basketball. You know, maybe let's call them traditional sports where you know you maybe you can watch some basketball here or there. Um, uh, esports basketball, but to any of the any of the esports, have you? Have you, it might not be your, your, you know, like you said, your cup of tea, but is there anything that you've kind of taken a liking to uh, just by uh, going to these events and watching it? Well, um, first of all, I'm, my, my professional obligation is, of course, to understand the game to a certain extent and know what, what is this about. But this is professional from a, from a private standpoint. I, I like to play uh, FIFA a lot, although I always lose against my, 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 my sons and I like to play NBA 2K, but these are sports simulations. This is, this is pretty close to myself. And in recent years, um, uh, and in my student days, I, I used to play Wolfenstein. I don't know if you remember this. This is a politically extremely incorrect uh, game where you, you know, try to kill, uh, and, and let's, let's say you try to kill Nazis. And there's the, the new Wolfenstein now, uh, just released a, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm, I'm actually playing with the thought of, of of buying it and trying it out. <laughs> cool. Well, not, not not sure yet, but might might be. If I you don't know what happens for Christmas. <laughs> um, and 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 let's call it the old love. Um, you know, since you've left, you know, we've seen the windows come and open, and uh, you know, there's been you know some pretty good positive reaction. Um, you know, there's been some some you know some bad reaction here or there, but. In general, you know, with the the FIBA windows, the national team windows, probably being the biggest change. Also, you know, the the hard line, you know, f- let's call it dispute between FIBA and, and Euroleague, really kind of hardening and and you know and and kind of you know being just just not being good for for European basketball. Uh, as someone from afar, I don't know how much you've you've paid attention. Uh, just maybe your 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 thoughts about the the current status of the game. Especially in in Europe, but maybe just you know worldwide with the windows. Yeah, re- regarding BBL, just very shortly, I think they can all be, be very proud, and um, I think the development is is, is is very good, and there there's more to come. I'm pretty sure about this. Regarding the windows, um, I think this is a conflict that has to be solved, and everybody who's responsible for this, meaning FIBA, and Europa League, and the national leagues. Uh, they have to come to a table and solve this. This is possible to solve this. I know there are many legal issues involved. There are many TV rights issues involved. And it's also about who's right and who's wrong. I, I, I know all this because I've been there at the start of the conflict. Uh, I, I was on the board of EuroLeague when, I, when this all started. So I'm, I'm very aware of, 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 of the, the, fundament, uh, the fundamental problems in, in, involved there. But I think the... The responsibility for 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 for, for people like Jordi Bertomeo and, and and Patrick Bauman is to 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 sit up, to sit at the table or to send people they trust 
to I don't know to a mountain hut or whatever and and sort this out and and solve it and 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 find find a compromise that allows people uh, players to rest and uh, clubs to play their competitions and the national team play their competitions as well, which is extremely important for the development of the of the whole of the whole game. So this has to be addressed. Uh, the the quicker the better. Uh, and and uh, the BBL being the top league in 2020, we're still three years away. Um, Spain is is still on top. Turkey with all the money there. Um, how how how, yeah. how close do you think they they are to be in 2020, being the top domestic league? Well, I think I think it's still possible. It uh, of course it requires hard work. It requires success uh, in, in in terms of sport, which we are still lacking a bit. But you know. This season it looks pretty, pretty, pretty bright so far. Um, we of course need a need a even better TV contract next time, and uh, of course we need um, more money in the system, and uh, so the budgets have to rise. And so there's still a lot of work to do. But I'm 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 still I'm still pretty convinced that this is possible, and uh, I'm absolutely certain that it's necessary to still strive for this. Huh? And, and and give everything and and carry on the heart and, and the good work uh, to, to 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 try to reach this. If it's if it, it if, if 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 you don't reach it, this is there, there, there's no problem to that. But you have to to strive for it. I need some of that esports money, right? <laughs> well, well, we don't, we don't have to. We, don't, we are not giving any presents so far. We have to. We have to <laughs> look ahead ourselves. But yes, my assumption is that uh, apart from from soccer, football, it's going to be the the, the the biggest sport globally pretty soon. For for those who have uh, whether you like it or not, okay. Let let's say for just just close then. Uh, for for those who have have really no idea about esports, uh, maybe the simplest ways to to kind of get into it. Just you know maybe tell people you know how they can you know you know get to the ESL and whatnot. Um, just kind of um, you know just tell people that. Well, first of all, you could uh, you could come to one of our events, which is a great experience, and you just Google ESL ESL one, and then you find out it's where we are pretty much everywhere and in, uh, in, in in the world, and often in in, in Germany. But just to, to kickstart it, it's probably best to just um, to just check the the, the the games like League of Legends or Dota 2 or Starcraft or, or Counter Strike, and just. Google it and then watch some YouTube videos or go on Twitch, download the Twitch app and, and just watch it. And then in case you like it, just perhaps start start to play yourself. And uh, in case you don't, well, just stick to what you did before. But this is, I, I think it's it, it, it's it's important for everybody to know that this is this exists and this is this is growing and this is important to many to many people in, in Germany and around the globe. And it's a it's a great great way of spending your spending your spare time uh, so this is probably the recommendation just to watch a bit on twitch or on youtube gaming or whatever and then find out whether you're you're into it and yeah and then start it from there the original taking the charge podcast guest jan palmer director of team and federation relations at esl 
Jan, thank you very much for coming back on the show for time number four. Totally appreciate it. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm sure that, that your days are filled with, uh, just some absolutely crazy, crazy stuff now. Um, good luck. And, uh, we'll definitely see each other down the road. Yeah. Thank you very much for hosting me. Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a retreat. Thank you. All right. Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's when I, when I, when I realized that he was in the, when he was in the ESL and he was dealing with, with uh, esports, thought that was a perfect opportunity for, for me to touch base with him again. And it was a really wonderful conversation with, uh, with Jan, lots of great stuff in there. And I really, I, I, I've been saying, I've been kind of saying to myself for the last, yeah, I guess probably about two years, you know, ESPN had a couple of stories on some E things going on in, uh, in South Korea. And that kind of like piqued my interest said, Hey, what's this? And then just kind of seeing stuff here and there and then doing research for that interview. You're seeing some of the prices, some of the, the prize money that these guys are winning. That's just insane. And, and, uh, it just, I, I'm gonna, you know, that's actually one of my things I want to try to do this year is maybe get to an e esports event. And just check it out. Um, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you enjoyed those the last the interviews of the last two weeks. You know, with with uh, I figured esports is so big right now, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And I figured it'd be a good time to kind of you know latch on and, and see see uh, where basketball is places in all of this, and and just uh, and where where everything's going. So hope you enjoyed that. Uh, thanks again to uh, Jan Pummer for coming on the show and, and chatting with me. Um, and with that, uh, I'm going to let you go. hope you enjoy the uh, rest of the first week of 2018. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you next week. I'll be back from my weekend in Barcelona. So enjoy. And, you know, obviously still loads of basketball going on, every, you know, every day. And uh, now we're starting to – we've turned the calendar year, so now we can start looking forward to the the, the, the summer with the youth – championships and and so that's where we're uh we're kind of heading to so uh enjoy L uh, last thing I need to let you know is uh, the song that we're going to be listening to the song's called dream and it is by snowflake and cc mixter it's available on free music free music archive.org go check it out check out all the great music there we'll talk to you next week don't wanna believe what i see on the live stream Condition.
and you listen to Taking Charge.